0: Football, bloody hell. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Football, bloody hell. Yes, it's Friday morning again, and we're back with another preview pod. And joining you this evening is myself, Dave Pryor, alongside Mr. Tom Bailey. We'll start with you. How are you doing, Tom? I'm very good, thank you. Lovely to be here, as always. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And I can see that you're nice and clean-shaven for the pod tonight.
1: Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't mention that. I look like I'm 12 again. Yep, straight in. Yep. No one recognises me anymore. If you do see me, please don't laugh. But I, uh, yes, I am a clean-shaven little boy now.
0: What did we say? Francis Bourgeois? Francis
1: Bourgeois, the train spotter from TikTok.
0: It's uncanny. Also joining us this evening, of course, it's Mr. Rick Hyatt, or as he's known tonight,
2: Ricky D is here. How you doing, Rick? I'm very well, thank you. Unfortunately, not clean-shaven. I have a fuzzy face. Yeah, it looks like that the facial hair has come off of Tom and gone over to yourself. It's migrated. Is that <laughs> implying I'm grey? If you, were, you had all my worries, son, you'd be grey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and talking of grey, also joining us this evening, completing the quartet, it's Mr Gav Cheetah, man. How are you doing Whoa, Gav. <laughs>
3: that's terrible. Never been so insulted. <laughs> Stick Hi, around. How are you? Yes, of course
0: I have. Well, it was better than my other intro. I was going to say it was either going to be that or it was going to be. And nobody else returned my calls. Thorpey's in Spain, so joining (laughs) us is Mr. Gav Cheetham. Hey, two in a week, Gav. This is good. You're in the starting 11 now.
3: Unlike the James Milner of the Free Valley Radio podcast. Any position. Any day. (laughs) Any pod. Yeah, and Grey. Thank (laughs) you very much.
0: Well, we'll start then, as we always do, with Yeovil Town, because I think we're actually in a bit of a unique situation this week, because it's Farnborough away at the weekend, and for Three Valleys Radio, it's going to be George Marshall James and Matt Roberts, so I don't think anyone is going to the game, Tom, unless you have a ticket, Or start with you first.
1: Nope, I do not, I'm taking the weekend off, I'll listen in to George nonetheless, sure he'll be providing wonderful coverage as ever. But um, no, I will not be there. I will be there, though, for for Avely, which I'm sure we'll touch on. Well, actually, no, this is going to be our last one before Avely as well, so we could probably do both. But this is a this is unparalleled times for us. I Dave, know, what we'll, do we do? we'll
0: stick with you because you are going to be there. So um, another big game on, on the road
1: for the Glovers. It is two big games, to be honest, because Farnborough are in a decent vein of form at the moment. They're coming in off the back of three successive draws. But... Um, they faced Hampton and Richmond Borough, Chelmsford and Torquay in that time. So there's certainly no pushovers and they gave us a game at Hewish Park. So it'll be interesting to see how we uh, get on away from home. Obviously, we had that loss against Chelmsford on Saturday. So whether we pick ourselves up, we will have Jordan Young back, I think. Will we? Oh, God, I've forgotten now.
3: He's we'll back not for fun, right?
1: Ah, he's out for Farnborough. Okay, well, we've we've got options at least still. And worst comes to worst, we'll get through Farnborough and then we'll have him back bravely. So there's going to be a lot of rotation, I feel, as well, with obviously two games in three days. So there'll be something to keep an eye on as well. Perhaps, as as Gav mentioned in our group chat, Alex Fisher, maybe getting a start. Maybe we'll rotate everybody else in and out. Jay Falston starting, Alex Whittle starting instead. I don't know. There's options, at least. Flexibility. And it'll be good to see what um, what Mark Cooper wants to
2: do.
0: Ricky, are you expecting a, a reaction from the table-topping Glovers this weekend?
2: I'd hope so, even if it's just performance-wise. Because uh, prior to Saturday's game, which is a bit of a stinky result anyway, we did the, the comms on the previous two matches. And as I said in the, in, in the last pod, it's just flat. Play like you're top of the league. Go out with a bit of panache and play like you deserve to be top of the league rather than looking like you're scared of your own shadow which is how it sort of comes across to me at the moment so just i just want a bit of positivity a bit of belief and then the results they will they will come
0: how do you see it Gav? because the performances have been somewhat of a of a talking point amongst fans pretty much all season really but you know at the end of the day you can't really argue with with whether sat on the table at the moment where do you sit on the um style over substance debate
3: I just think the last few results we've been, um, I don't know whether his teams are getting used to us, but they're just like stopping the supply to our front men. They're sort of doubling it up on their J1, so he can't do his his diagonal balls into the feet of the wingers. And they just seem to have uh, the last two home games that Rick just alluded to then, and uh, and also when I was at Chelsea on Saturday, um, the opposition just seemed to let us, have the ball and knock it around where there's no danger, you know, sideways and back. And then, of course, especially when we're at home, the, the home faithful get on the players' backs a little bit. But like you said, you can't argue with the results. We're still, after um, last night's results, we're still double digits in the lead, still 11 points clear. We've a game in hand now on um, Chelmsford. So, you know, it's not as though we're only a point or two ahead. We're, we're comfortable to be and it would take a, a massive swing you know, of uh, the pack sort of going sort of unbeaten for the remainder. And that's like losing sort of
0: four or five of what
3: games we have remaining, which we haven't done all season.
0: Yeah, you touched on it there. And there was a, well, almost a full fixture list on Tuesday. Tom, do you just want to sort of talk through what the main talking points were from from Tuesday?
1: I think that the main talking point, for myself at least, and I'm sure... That Taunton was year, postponed? Yes, yes, that was also another Big talking, talking point. point. Big talking point. Yeah. It's it's going to start actually raising queries. I, I, we joke about it, but it's going to start raising questions as to how Taunton and Truro are going to complete the season. If you've got, I believe it's 20 games to play in 50 days. We've already had the Ovals game move to a Thursday um, against Truro. You're going to start to seriously have to think about the fact that Taunton couldn't even support their own team and now they've got to support a second team. And I know we it's just walking over treaded ground quite literally when discussing this this topic but you're gonna have to start asking questions eventually as to how this can be sustained and and if it's possible to even complete the season with the with the current setup but
0: well if anyone at taunton was listening to our pod on monday it sounds as though that taunton need a little bit of staunts on the grass to uh, sort them out josh i would
1: suggest (laughs) evening josh yeah taunton we're off Truro did play, they were away uh, at Welling United, they fell to a late winner, so they lost that one at 3-2, big game at the bottom, that is Welling now out of the bottom four. The big talking point I was initially going to mention was that Chelmsford drew away to Farnborough, so uh, that's that's helped us in our title ambitions. Another big game was Braintree beating Bath, two playoff contenders both in great form and Braintree have been playing really, really well at the moment, possibly the informed team in the league, of course, we face them in about a month or so's time. Avely also beat Dartford away from home, so they've also got themselves into a bit of form. St Albans drew away to Weymouth, so Weymouth didn't win, which is lovely to see as well. So you're easily pleased, aren't you?
2: Just Weymouth not winning. And... I just yeah,
1: as well. If they don't win, it's a win for me. I think it's the same. It's the same for. I expect you feel the same if Liverpool don't win. It's just a nice little oh, I'll just keep me going. I was just State it's funny. I was just United. thinking to
2: myself, you have managed. Over, over the course of this season, working on Three Valleys, I've managed to inst- instill a sense of pettiness into you, Tom Bailey, that probably wasn't there before.
1: Yeah, You've, you're a bad influence. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're making, you're, you're making the I've rivalry i certainly come caught back. the bug. Definitely. There's yeah. no doubt about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be so measured with my opinions, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get onto that later in the pod when we go through the predictions and... How crap Burnley are, things like that. But, um, <laughs> but in terms of Farnborough, uh, Gav as a, as a one off game, they gave us a little bit of a game earlier in the season, I seem to remember. I think there was a lot of goals in it, if it's the game I'm thinking of. Are you expecting it to be a challenge just based on what, what Farnborough are able to bring to the table, particularly at home?
3: Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, and you're right, the, uh, the home game was the, uh, end of our consecutive, 14, I think, consecutive wins when uh, it was 4-2 and uh, Jordan Young got a hat trick. But they certainly give us a game and they were certainly in it. So they they were, uh, like a lot of sides, they've come and give us a game, but we've come out on prevailed with the result. And um, obviously on their home park in front of their own fans, they'll be looking to um, build on their decent draw at home to uh, Chelmsford last night. And, they, and it's so tight, isn't it, beneath ourselves that they will still harbour... Playoff ambitions. So um, yeah, like um, all all um, games at this level, you're really gonna people are either they've always got something to play for, either relegation playoffs or um, or going for that automatic. So uh, yeah, I think it will be it will be a test, especially as it's the first of a. It's almost like the Easter weekend, isn't it, or the August Bank Holiday double header. The such a close proximity to the um, Averley game, like Tom said at the top of the show, it'd be interesting to see if. um, Mark Cooper make chops and changes or goes strong goes strong for this one and then maybe makes changes for the uh, for
2: Which Monday one do thing. you think he prioritised out of those two?
3: I'd probably say Farnborough because they want to get back to winning ways and I think I'm right in saying all the league defeats we've had so far this season, we've always we haven't gone back to back defeats, so we've always banked straight back and then gone on a little uh, win and run so and as they've had the whole week on the training ground it's not as though we lost to um, challenges like midweek and there's only two or three days to uh, work on stuff ahead of, um, of the next game they've had the whole week on the training ground so I think he will go well it goes strong both games as goes the right saying but I think he will go his um, should we say his strongest 11 what's available to start with on um, um, Saturday and then see how the walking wounded are and if we hopefully don't have any knocks and then he can maybe make Two or three changes, and we know that Jordan Young's available for that Avery game. So I think it goes without saying Jordan to come straight back in. It's so an interesting really, point, Gab, is you,
0: you mentioned about how strong the lineup's going to be in, in in either game, whereas actually you would expect there to have to be changes in that sh- shorter turnaround. But then, is there the personnel there to make as many changes as he wants? So, like you say, it may only be two or three because that's all he's able to do.
3: Oh yeah, it's not going to be like. Not going to be like wholesale changes, like half a dozen or so. Mark Cooper himself has said all season he likes to work with a smaller squad I and mean, we have got the odd, uh, injury. But like Tom said earlier, you maybe you could play whistle one game, Folston another. You could, uh, Jordan Young would be back to play wide. So you could play, say, Dylan Morgan and Jordan Stevens. On the wings for, um, Saturday and then Jordan Young plus one on, uh, Saturday. Um, Frank Newblade's become vital since we've lost Jake Hyde and Reece Murphy to probably season ending injury. So, um, Alex Fisher, I don't know what Tom thinks, but I thought he put himself about a bit and made a nuisance of himself when he come on for, um, half an hour or so on Saturday. So maybe give time to give Alex Fisher an hour and then maybe give Frank a bit of a rest and bring him off the bench and just try a different dynamic because Frank has started most games this season. He's been probably an ever present. And then um, you know, freshen it up when we get to Mondays going.
0: Well with that in mind then, Tom Bailey, do you want to kick things off for our first prediction of the of the evening?
1: How do you see it going uh okay. the weekend? We'll do a double prediction I suppose, because this will be the last one before Avery as well. Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna Double say...
0: prediction.
1: This is a double prediction. I'm gonna go for Farnborough, a one all draw. And then for avely I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to Yeovil. Ricky D?
2: Ooh. When you said Mark Cooper likes to work with a small squad, did you mean he like, he enjoys working with a squad of nine? Because it feels like that's <laughs> what he's what he's doing at the moment. He has got more than 11, I do promise you. I suspect that on the weekend, at the weekend, it will be a, a Farnborough one, Yeovil Town Green Army one. And then Averley... I'm sure whatever else happens at Averley, bearing in mind, I think you're on comms, aren't you, Tom? I am indeed. The hospitality will be absolutely grade A superb, given the nature of the tweets that that bloke from Averley was tweeting when they came down to Hughish Park earlier during the season. So get yourself a sausage roll and a cup of tea. They'll look after you, I'm sure, as they lose 1-0 to Yeovil. Ha
0: ha! Nicely done, Gav.
3: Right, I'm going for a narrow victory on Saturday, 1-0 to the Oval. Bounce-back ability. Yes, I think we will uh do what we've done all season and get back to winning ways after a, a rare loss. Nice. And I think Averley, is its is it 4G, Tom? Yeah. Averley. So, I think we will concede Averley, but I think we will have back-to-back victories and we can all calm down that the Having this little blip, and I reckon we will win two one Avely on
2: Monday. Whatever anyone else says about you, Gav, you truly are the Yeovil Town faithful, aren't you? He <laughs> never loses the faith. Well, if so, I okay. was
0: listening correctly, and uh, I might not have been, but I think my thoughts are opposite to Ricky D tonight. Ooh. I think, I think it will be a one nil win for Yeovil on Saturday, and then it will be one all at Averley on Monday.
1: I did think about... I'm not going to change it. I'm going to stand by what I've said, but... You've got I, history. I, I have. You I are. have got history. You've, You've got, got, got history um, of
2: recording podcasts and then texting us on a Saturday and saying, can I change my mind now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. No, um, Abley, I think, will be the closer game just because of fatigue and, and all that and the fact that Abley gave us a game well, for forty-five minutes in the reverse fixture, and they've they've got themselves into a bit of form as well. So I think if if we were to draw on Monday as well, I wouldn't be surprised. But I do think we'll have enough.
0: It was first v second, wasn't it, when they last played? Because I seem to remember being in Athens at the time, listening on the radio. I think it might have been you and Thorpe, Tom.
1: Yep, it was. Yeah, we stormed ahead, and we were going. Well, how the hell are these guys second? And then the second half, they Whilst I was in the middle of you know,
0: look looking at old ruins and smashing plates and all that sort of <laughs> stuff.
1: But I think that first 45 minutes was the best we've played this season against anyone. We were absolutely fantastic yeah. that first half. But just fingers crossed we can pull out another 45 minutes of that. Please and thank you.
0: So, as we're recording this... We're
2: recording <laughs> You've this, just seen what I've seen, haven't you? We
0: are recording this on Wednesday evening tonight.
2: I've seen it as well. the oh,
0: FA Cup no. draw... The FA Cup draw is happening as we speak, and I think the boys have just seen what I've seen. Forest fact, v. Liverpool Southampton could face Manchester United in the FA Cup quarterfinals. Boys, instant reaction, Gav.
2: Well,
3: it would make the next few pods very interesting. Would if that we both go tonight, it'd be a, it'd be a away. It'd be a, well away at for Old us. Trafford. It would be at Old Trafford.
2: If they win, Gav, don't make assumptions goodness <laughs> I did say if they win, if both prevail, Southampton Forest <laughs> that's what I reckon up the Saints
0: this is the danger of recording it now that we're going to look very silly by by the time that this goes out
2: let's not talk about that anymore let's ignore the fact that I'm currently outnumbered three to one on this pod anyway <laughs> so moving on
0: well we're going to link it back to the midweek FA Cup games like I say we are recording this on the Wednesday so as you've heard there is some games still to go But we can all talk about Monday night. Tom, I'll start with you because Maidstone United, they've been on a heck of a journey, but they just couldn't quite get that glamour tie. Every time they got themselves into the third round, it wasn't there. Fourth round wasn't there. Fifth round wasn't really there either. And finally, the five nils that we've been predicting for the last, what, two or three rounds finally came to fruition on Monday against Coventry. (laughs) Ha
1: ha 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 ha. Wondered whether
2: you were going to go with that, or whether you were going to be all grown up.
1: Couldn't have happened to a nicer team.
2: Lovely bunch and of it's people. It's funny how things
0: change after a couple of weeks, doesn't it? And since Yeovil having the small matter of a fixture it, made stood stowed in between all of this.
1: The fixture itself I'm not bothered about. <laughs> it's the uh, accusatory... We know, we know. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think the job was done as it should have been. Coventry were professional and... Did a job. Maidstone, I hear, I didn't watch it, but I heard they gave it a good go. The fans were fairly good throughout, and at least from what I can see on the momentum chart, they did a hell of a lot more against Coventry than they did against Ipswich. So they gave it a go. It happened exactly as we expected. They actually had more shots as well. They had three this time, Maidstone, so fair play to them. But um they can now focus on their playoff campaign and see if we're going to play them again next season and if we'll be allowed in or not. Has Coventry's ball been pulled out as we speak? They're all out. So the the full draw. I can I can inform you.
0: Go on, is... do us a quick run through. Go just, on, just for our sake. Do I do, I do it? Has...
1: Like the, the 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 guy from Sky Sports who does the official voice, the, the the low voice, low posh voice.
0: Alan Lambourne.
1: that's his name. Wolverhampton Wanderers or Brighton and Hove Albion versus Coventry City, Nottingham Forest or Manchester United versus Liverpool or Southampton. Still in the draw. Chelsea or Leeds United versus Leicester City which leaves Manchester City versus Newcastle United. Uh, The Saudi derby. That's that's disappointing. Middle Eastern derby. Massive. That'll be on TV. Do you think they might relocate
2: that? Play it at a neutral ground that's very (laughs) sand-based
1: for the local support. I think there's some good ties in there. There's not a bad tie. There's not one where I sat there and go, uh. Not bothered. All of them have got at least something that I'm interested in.
0: Well, let's go through what happened on Tuesday then. Just Gab... a thought.
2: Just, uh, just before that, I just yes, got Rick? a thought. Two, th- two things to say about the, the coventry Maidstone game. Oh, it yes. Is one, Maidstone isn't karma a bitch. And the second point is how come Coventry always have really great kits?
1: Oh, I love this year's kit.
2: I know. And that it's they, great. That they did try to bring back the old Admiral one from years ago, which was a classic. Something about Coventry. They all, And they had a, a specials two-tone one as their third kit, I think, three or four years ago. Coventry always do great kits.
1: Their kit Sorry. from last season in that playoff game, I was watching that I was like, I feel like I'm in 2007 again. I loved it. I thought it was an awesome yeah. kit.
2: Coventry have great kits. I was
0: thinking about, it. I think we touched on this um, last season, that I, I really wanted Coventry to get promoted it wasn't for the fact that they were playing Luton I was really split about that because I would have loved to have seen Coventry back in the big time and either I, one would quite have been like good the though, Rico arena as well
2: I, either one would be good because you've got the whole Luton fairy tale of where they come from and they play in bright orange which is always a nice thing to see <laughs> in top level football and again with Coventry with with um with their selection of, of kits and so either one of those would have been blinding I think well, I mean, it was the
0: playoff final, It has certainly been one for the colour blindness with the bright orange and <laughs> light blues yeah. uh, on the screen, let alone the bright, uh, bright green pitch. But uh, also playing in blue, but a different shade. Leicester City getting an extra time win over Bournemouth, Gav. Bournemouth are in a little bit of... I should have gone to Tom with this, but I'll stick with you, Gav. Bournemouth have gone into a little bit of a... A sticky spell at the moment. They haven't won for a while. I don't know if they've even won in 2024, actually, but Leicester have had a little bit of a wobble, but they'll be pleased that they've managed to get themselves into the next round.
2: Gav, do you think that Ariola's job is safe? Well, has Tom
3: Bailey given them the... I don't know, we'll get around to that in a minute.
0: <laughs> do you think...
3: Uh, it's refreshing, man. Could you think Leicester would have, like, maybe sort of, even though... It's the FA Cup play the weakened side because their priority is obviously an immediate return to the Premier League. But, um, so now their fans have got a quarterfinal of the FA Cup to And the semis are still at Wembley, I believe, aren't they? So they're only one game away from a possible semi final at Wembley. So, um, yeah, Bournemouth have to, uh, concentrate on, uh, making sure they don't get, um, dragged into that bottom three now. And, uh, yeah, so their fans will be disappointed, especially as, as they were at home that they ended up, uh, Narrowly losing to the uh, championship leaders last night.
0: Tom, is this the Bournemouth that you've seen pretty much since the start of the season? Is this vindication for Tom Bailey? He's a fraud.
1: He's an absolute fraud. He's not. No. Um, Iraola <laughs> or Tom Bailey? Both.
2: <laughs> You're yeah. a fraud. You're not Tom Bailey with that baby face. <laughs> this
1: <laughs> is a baby change, brother. Changed man.
2: With your trains.
1: I I I, I looked. And Bournemouth have won twice in 2024, but they were both FA Cup games. They've not won in the league since they That's lost what I meant. against uh, Spurs on Year's Eve. They lost then, and they've not won since in the league. So, yeah. uh in, in different form themselves, to be honest, they've had a, a bit of a slip-up in the league. They lost to the Middlesbrough and Leeds, so this could have gone either way. Two very exciting attacking teams, and it seems that it was... Full of well, twenty-seven shots to twenty-two. So both keepers appeared to have a a cracking game, it seems. But um, Leicester came out on top in the end, it seems. Well, it seems we know, we saw it. It happened. (laughs) It's done. Also, we saw what happened is
0: uh, Blackburn won, Newcastle won, and what seemed like a real '90s throwback. This one, Rick. But even though Newcastle have got through, this is kind of feel like it still puts Powell in a bit of precarious position if he wasn't already with the season just sort of drifting out I mean they just about scraped through here
2: I think that Eddie Howe is is a fraud he's piggybacking on the charisma of the Tyndall and that's the only thing keeping him in a job I was impressed with Blackburn though I'm just trying to see where they are in 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 the table the 16th in the table and they certainly didn't play like that I admittedly I didn't see the first half I saw the second half onwards and I I thought they looked looked Really good. That that lad with the tattooy arms up front, he was sharp.
1: And... Sammy Schmodix is their is joint top scorer in the championship. Yeah,
2: he, he looked the business actually. So I'm surprised to see that they are as low in the championship as they actually are, given given that performance. I thought that they might actually, on balance of of chances they had, they might have nicked that. Well, they they could have nicked it. They had a good chance right at the end, but. Yeah, I think I think Blackburn put up a, a good fight and once again it's it's just a shame to see Newcastle winning a game.
0: It's a classic championship though, Rick. A Blackburn like 16th but only 9 points off the playoffs because it always seems to be that sort of um competitive nature a about it. Maybe there is.
2: They're at the bottom between. section of they're at the bottom yeah. section of that chunk in the in the middle of the table.
1: Part of a relegation battle between 16th and 22nd there are four points 16th being Blackburn Rovers and 22nd being Stoke. Gav,
3: I was going to say, to Rick's point about how Blackburn uh, played so well, despite their lowly position in the Championship, it might be something to do with the fact that they've um, just changed managers recently, haven't they? They've got the former... John Eustace, yeah. John Eustace, who was uh, ceremoniously dumped unfairly, as we all, for Rooney um, a few months ago, and uh, by all accounts is a good coach. Did Thomason
1: um, take the Sweden job? Ooh, I think he was on. sacked. I don't know if he went on to do something though. Because because I
0: thought, sorry, Gab. Because I thought I thought that I read that he went to take the Sweden job, and then I suddenly thought, hang on, isn't he Danish? That's quite an interesting move.
3: I I thought he was sacked. To be honest, I didn't realise that he'd gone to another. I position. think he
0: would have been if he didn't take the job, Gab. To be honest, I think it was. Yeah. One of
3: those. he's been there a little while, hasn't he? So maybe that's the reason why Blackburn. But I suppose everyone raises their game for the FA Cup, don't they? Against higher league opposition. One for Absolutely. the
0: perverts, Gav, but uh, to me, John Dal Thomason will always be a second-half substitute
2: for AC Milan. <laughs> he, no one else? Just you, you sad individual. But I was too young.
0: At AC Milan for years and, we, and never started, just always came on as a substitute. <laughs> just to kill time.
2: Everyone raises their game when Tindall's on the sidelines anyway, so that probably explains it
0: scenario rick if if newcastle do finally have enough with eddie howe i say finally what situation does that put mr tindle in does he stay in the absence of eddie howe and take it to the rest of the season or does he go with his mate what 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 do you think would would happen in that scenario
2: well it worked out well at bournemouth when he took over when eddie howe left didn't it so i would imagine that they will come in as a duo and they will depart as a duo
0: From a duo to five, five goals for Harland, Tom, against Luton. A lot of people were saying that he could be in a position where he could get threes, fours and fives, if only he's a bit more clinical and back to last season. And finally, it all happened at poor old Cannibalth
1: Road. Thank God he did it before he played us. Um, I would not be looking forward to that. So, yeah, Harland back to his best. De Bruyne back to his best. I saw someone posted a stat last night that um, Kevin De Bruyne got more assists since 8pm last night than Miguel Almiron has had in two years. So that was a a pretty impressive stat in about 40 or so minutes to have more more assists than than, uh, Almiron. So they're just just pretty good, aren't they? I saw Grealish has been subbed off again, actually. I didn't know if that was injury or tactical. I don't know if anyone Injury, apparently. Mm. oh that's a shame isn't it i suppose i'll just have to rely on their other 60 million pound winger instead there's not too much more to say to be honest other than luton can now focus entirely on their on their survival battle and god bless and godspeed
2: those of us that have Haaland as captain in their fantasy football team are so pleased to see him knocking in five goals in an fa cup game
1: (laughs) (laughs) i did think that I was like, oh yeah oh no it's Cup.
2: as long as he doesn't get five on sunday i don't mind
1: I don't want to think about FPL, actually, at the Some moment. Some of us I'm are very, very pleased
2: well. that they, um, they
0: did a, not a wild card, a free hit this weekend. And then in a game I completely
2: forgot about, noticed that Jared Bowen got me a hat trick. <sighs> so I was very pleased about <sighs> that. <sighs> Interesting. If we just get, just briefly meander down the fantasy football path, we do have the dark horse that is Gav Cheaton here with us today because he's slowly but surely climbing the table and un- unnoticed i've seen what you're doing well it's 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 a pity none of the listeners have isn't it
3: Rick? because uh tom bailey fantasy football coordinator when he was riding the <laughs> we were getting weekly updates and now suddenly tom's hit the buffers and uh the
0: updates have dried up and no one's all interested. right then tom this is a personal request from gav to tom tom what's happening in fantasy football
1: says dave Pryor at the top of the table uh, <laughs> not much. We can talk about the, the, the final, well, the, the next games for the FA Cup or, or something else. That'd be great. No, no. 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 This, no.
0: The, you, the listeners will not... <laughs> be good.
2: Who's the top two That's Okay. Interest. Just, um, just to, for a bit of, um, background for the, uh, for the listeners, Tom Bailey's fantasy football team has gone down quicker than Mo Salah in a penalty area. <laughs> well, that was
1: unneeded, wasn't you're not, it? You're I not, you're was... not having that, you three? You're not having that no. one? No. I, uh...
3: I thought Look, you'd been okay. behaving too much as Pod already,
1: Rick. <laughs> Look, okay. Dave might be first and Gav might be second, but that no doesn't better, better. take away from the fact that Scytheire has nearly caught up with A.D. Hopper and he missed about four weeks. <laughs> oh, no, What's was the only gap one week.
0: between Gav and Dave?
1: Oh, uh, that's enough.
3: Uh, we, <laughs> oh, we, we've got to move on. We've got loads to get through.
1: So. Carry on. Tell you what, I'll go for it. Right, so we move on scythar is in eighth place with 1,217 there's a 70 point gap up to ad hopper on 1,287 there's about 80 no 60 or so where you get to me on 1,342 about 20 or so you go up to ian welsh on 1,363 another big jump up to rick hyatt is in no man's land on 1,442 third place is adam davis on 1,497 that's no man's land is good it's better than nothing Last Champions League space in it for Rick there and It is, yeah, he's <laughs> doing well. Um, there is three points between Adam Davis and Gav Cheatham. So that's not a secure second place, I should add. That is a, a, a battle for second place between Adam Davis and, uh, Mad, and uh, Magic. That's his uh, Ma- team name. Ma- right? Gav- <laughs> Gav- I thought you were, <laughs> were going to yeah. say Mad Dog then.
0: is yeah. like, <laughs> in our fantasy league.
1: <laughs> Gav Cheatham in second on 1500 exactly, and then a 48 point gap to the top where. Great balls of prior continue to remain. I reckon he's he's looking at some some like FPL experts on Twitter, isn't he? He's using transfers. <laughs> I'm just glad my we didn't. Head. I'm just glad
3: we didn't have any money on
1: it. It's all oh. just for fun. Yeah, thank God.
0: I am my own expert, and that and that's how you become the Three Valleys Radio Commentary Team Manager.
1: Yeah, the winner has to take on the mantle of commentary team manager. Winner Gav has
3: to just, do the rotor for next season.
1: Yeah, Gav's just going to be he's battling for it so he can put himself on all the big ones. <laughs>
3: You've
1: well, seen we'll
3: right through
0: me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll quickly run through um, the games on Wednesday because there's no point doing a prediction because it will all be old news. But as we said, Chelsea play Leeds, Forest United, Wolves Brighton, and Liverpool Southampton. I've just so I've seen then, Liverpool's
1: lineup, sorry. Oh, it's basically a youth team. I say basically. A why few... would you do that? You know what you've done. Oh, he's come you back at the worst the door. time. Why
0: would, why would you do that? I was moving
1: on. I can I can, I can can justify this. There's actually people starting this time that are young. I can justify this. I can back this up. Connor Bradley starts.
0: Oh, but then they're, they're not really academy players, are they?
2: You do realise, <laughs> of course, that ju- during the Mickey Mouse Cup final, at no point, Was Liverpool's team younger than Chelsea's? The starting lineup. When did we say that? Who told you that? that? Gary Neville?
1: (laughs) When did we say that? Oh, I think
2: Gary Neville was doing his bit for Liverpool cheerleading all the way through that game, actually, Gav, so I think you can wind your neck in. He's mates with Cara now, isn't he? They're bezies. Have you ever heard two grown adults talk as much Liverpool biased bollocks in your life? It was like being in a room with you three. It
1: was pretty bad. (laughs) It was (laughs)
2: embarrassing.
1: Even as a Liverpool fan, I was, I was like, okay, Gary, chill out now.
2: Yeah. Right. So what, so what you're the Roy Keane in this
0: scenario, are you?
2: Just doing <laughs> my job.
0: <laughs> That's your job. Well, now your job is to predict. Because before we do go into what happens, or what you think is going to happen, should we have a little look at what happened last time around? Do you remember your predictions and how well you did? Because no, Because I no. think I got a couple in there, and I'm not, just to reiterate, I'm not... An Arsenal supporter, Rick Hyatt.
2: (laughs) I've never known. If you were, I don't think there are Arsenal supporters on this planet that predict them scoring as many goals as you predict (laughs) Arsenal. Fives and fours and you are Mikel Arteta. Move your hair. Prove you're not Mikel Arteta. Move your hair. What can I say? I just,
0: I, I, I I know when a good result's coming. Yeah. Well, we have no Friday night football, but we do have a catalogue of fixtures on Saturday. They've gone three o'clock
2: bonkers, haven't
0: they? It is, yeah. No 12.30s because, I don't know, maybe maybe the TV companies are starting to listen to the likes of Jurgen Klopp and not having a 12.30 fixture anymore. So we'll start straight in with the London Derby, first on the billing, at least alphabetically. Brentford, Chelsea, Gav Cheetham, welcome to the preview pod. Kick us off this weekend. Well,
3: I think Chelsea are going to be ever so tired. After running around after the kindergarten cop kids on a Sunday for an extra half an hour and also renewing seventies, um, battles with dirty leads this evening. So I'm going to go for. They won't Brentford be able to walk
0: out after playing dirty Leeds, will they?
3: No, they'll be maimed. So I'm going Brentford one, Chelsea nil. Ivan Tony probably moving the magic dust for a free kick and, uh, Taking a big deflection, so one nil to uh, Brentford for me.
1: Magic dust. We should probably caveat that is the spray and not a, a certain other magic N- dust N- that N- the N- yeah, maybe you're referring yeah. to. He's going to get
0: another ban. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who me or Ivan Tony?
1: Yes,
0: Tom Bailey. Your
3: I
1: I think this could be a draw, and I'm going to go early doors. I'm going to go Desmond. I think
2: Ooh, straight Chelsea out of the box with a Desmond. I think
1: they're going to bounce back. And I think Brentford are showing signs that they aren't as bad as I say they are. So I think a draw is probably a, a fair assessment of their, well, them, even though Chelsea haven't won against Brentford in their last four. But, um, yeah, draw. I think it'll carry on to five.
0: Much more to add to that, Rick? I think it's quite a tricky one to, 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 to kick things off for the weekend.
2: I strongly suspect that it will be half as exciting as Tom Bailey thinks it will. And I, I, th- I think it'll be a des... Go with a one-all. So,
0: we've said it week after week. I mean, just how can you predict Chelsea? Um, I will say Brentford nil, Chelsea one. Do I really feel like I could hang my hat on that? No, not really. Not as confident as if I were, say, you know, predicting Mikel Arteta's team, for instance. But I think it will be stinky and Chelsea will just scrape it out and it will be one of those dodgy ones where... The performance isn't really there, but it'll be whole, oh, but it's just enough for Pochettino to see him through at least for another week. Everton West Ham. Uh Rick, I'm gonna to come to you first, because every week I ask you have you spoken to your brother, and you say you still
2: haven't spoken to him since. Any update? No. He's still incommunicado. <laughs> he's he's not got over the defeat at Old Trafford, I don't think, but what a big
0: uh, win. We haven't talked about it on Monday against. No, Liverpool. I know.
2: Well you have. With your fantasy Bowen hat trick. <coughs> <Bowen
0: hat-trick>. Yeah, Bowen hat trick. Yeah. They needed that though, didn't they?
2: They did. I think the things would have gotten, <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? It's like the, the West Ham board are goading the supporters because they get to a position where, oh, is Moyeth out gaining momentum? So they offer him a new contract. It's, it's like they're just poking them with a stick. But I think David Moyeth deserves to keep going. He either had to go at the end of last season or stick with him for a, little, a few seasons longer. Everton, four points better off than they were this time last week. They just
0: can't them. see out the wins, can they? They're getting closer they, closer they are.
2: They are coupon busters. One of the older listeners there. They do like a draw, which potentially I feel that they, I've nearly said another one. I can't go one all all the way through it. Damn it. One all.
0: Yeah, I agree. They are. I'm the gonna nil, have the most boring one of football because they both like to draw. Yeah, and I will one one for the older fans, maybe. But yeah, I think I think it three will be, points on your pools coupon. One one. I agree. I'm in that same camp. Do we have agreement from? Let's go to Tom next. No,
1: I have begrudgingly predicted a one nil win for Everton and. I think the simple reason for this is that Sean Dyche is clearly the greatest manager of all time as he's become the first manager to win five points in a single game week from one match. So by that standard, they should be in the European spots by the end of the season because if you can win five points a game, that'll put them on about 50. Not far from Europe. No, I think Ever- I think West Ham's win against Brentford was a fluke. I think they are fall back down to earth. I think Bowen will probably struggle again. And Everton will finally get themselves over the line and get that much important win.
2: Bowen doesn't have to score any more points. His work is done, isn't it, David? <laughs> That's it.
1: He's done for the season. That'll yeah, be him until the spent. Euros where he'll be, he'll be forgotten about by, by Gareth Southgate or he'll play about six minutes. What do you think then, Gav?
3: Well, it's going to be, sound a bit boring, but I was going to agree with you and Rick. I was going to go 1-1. That was my first thought before, uh, thing, because I think Everton and, Apart from losing to Man City, I think they've drawn most of their recent games. So no I think wins in 2024. Trend, I think that trend will continue. And I think West Ham obviously had the big defeat at Old Trafford and the drubbing at Arsenal. I think they will go into this game full of confidence after a a home win against Brentford on Monday. But I think it will be a
0: 1-1 as well. Well, for entertainment, I think the next game is where you want to be this weekend. I know I've do this with Fulham previously, uh, but I can see Fulham Brighton being a 3-3 spanking thriller at the Cottage. There's goals in both these teams, both these teams, and I think that there's going to be six beautiful goals on a nice sunny afternoon
2: at the Cottage. Rick, do you disagree? You're an idiot, aren't you? You really are an idiot. (laughs) Go big or go home, baby. So if you're going to predict a 3 all draw... Such is my faith in your soccer ball knowledge. Nil-nil. That's what I say to your 3-0 draw. No, it's not going to be, is it? It's going to be 2-1 to Brighton because Fulham had their bloody cup final win on Saturday, didn't they?
0: (laughs) Gav, do you see goals?
2: Yeah, not as many as you, eh? Dave. He sees goals everywhere, Gav. That's the trouble. He falls (laughs) asleep at night counting goals. and every one in a hundred.
3: A freak scoreline comes off and gets it right. Yeah.
2: And he doesn't mention it ever.
3: <laughs> I thought he did. I'm I, going I need to all old, the
2: sleep I can get
3: these days. Oh, <laughs> new daddy blues. I'm going to go. Fulham after their wonderful result at Old Trafford on the weekend. I'm going to go. Oh, you're all right. You're frowning. Don't do that. You get wrinkles. Or more wrinkles. Well, stop talking
2: <laughs> nonsense then, Gavin. I won't <laughs> frown. This is a feisty show tonight. Very catty. Very catty. 2-1 to to the cottages. 2-1 Fulham. Tom? 2-1 Fulham just sounds horrible. Or is that just recent history?
1: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You sound a bit sore there, Rick. I am not 100% sure on how to go on this one because Fulham have got Yalpilinia suspended, which means they probably won't be keeping any clean sheets. But he's he's whispering. Rick, what's what's Dave? Three. Three. three three oh <laughs> three. so what's he doing three i'm um, helping you brighton also have no Matoma or Solly march or, or Yelp rest Pedro. of the
0: season tom
1: yeah that's a big one um billy gilmore also missing so that creativity is also out which
0: makes me nasty challenge we hadn't spoken about it yet that
1: was a definite
0: red card did you see it
1: no anyone else who did he get suspended thought it was definitely a red card didn't see it
2: rick sorry what was that i was
0: just texting my son (laughs) the gilmore red card did you see it Uh, last week
2: for brighton definite red card definite red card because he didn't see it (laughs) no i did see it now you've reminded me yeah and he he followed through and etc whereas harry Maguire's was clearly a yellow move on
1: (laughs) sorry tom back to you i think i've convinced myself there will be goals I am going to go 3-2 three, three. Brighton.
0: Oh, but 3-3 three, three is outrageous.
1: I didn't say
2: it was outrageous. You can <laughs> thank Rick Hyatt for that one. Tom Bailey is also an idiot. Moving on.
1: <laughs> but before we carry on, sorry, I just saw this. I've got a new word for a prediction. Go on. A glasses. Nil-nil. They
2: look like glasses. Maybe no? we won't use that one. <laughs> No, okay. you know what leave, <laughs> that, leave,
0: leave leave that gap of stunned silence in there <laughs> let, let the audience as well no? listeners just have that little bit of breathing No, no. Oh, well. that might oh. I was
3: expecting something else at the end uh, glasses and then I thought it was going to be a punch sign after no,
2: glasses, that may no. be a tad visual that one Tom maybe not <laughs> for a podcast
1: ah oh, well never mind pretend I never said that Keep you trying, enjoyed Tom. it, Tom. You, 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 you're
0: entertaining yourself, Tom.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm going to call them. Gla- I'm not going to call them glasses,
0: Gav. I'll, I'll throw it to you next for Newcastle Wolves. You are anticipating glasses, Gav? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there will be.
3: Well, there'll be no glasses in this one, which means it will be goals. And I'm going for my um, prediction debut, Desmond. I'm going to go two two. <laughs> <laughs> I think Wolves have won their last few cup on the road. The uh, cartoon army will be very tired after their (laughs) midweek trip to Lancashire. So I don't think they will prevail despite being the home side. And I'm going to go for
2: Desmond. You always remember your first Desmond, Gav. (laughs) It's a special moment. (laughs) I think this is a tricky one to call, actually. I think you say that every game, though. (laughs) That's why he says three all. It's my job eight, to add eight.
0: some sort of anticipation and give <laughs> give the listeners something to, to look forward to um, at the weekend. But <clears throat> uh, I'm going to sit on the fence and say, Des. I will say one-one because I just can't make my mind up. Tom,
1: Going big, not huge, but I am going big. Newcastle United nil. Wolverhampton Wanderers two. Ooh, I'm just not convinced by Newcastle currently, despite Isaac being back. If anyone's going to score, it will be him. But I, I just think Wolves are so well organized. And that Spurs win has really convinced me that they are a solid mid table to upper mid table team now. That's, that was They're a, a bit flat about against Sheffield, but
0: can that happen sometimes when you're the overwhelming favorites and you're in good form that you can just sort of
1: do enough? I think at times you felt that where it's been so overwhelmingly expected that we're going to win that we just go, well, we're just going to float along in second gear because just, in Waterlooville. that's exactly the game I was thinking of as well I think Ham, well I know Hampton and Richmond was a different story but no I think Wolves are well drilled I think they are dangerous on the counter attack they've got some really good players in, in Neto and I actually don't remember who started up up front when Pine got injured but I think they've got some good options and they're going to spring a surprise here and, and upset the Toon army 2-0
2: Rick Hyatt? I think that Gary O'Neill's Tangerine Wolverhampton Wanderers will win. It's just debating as to what the score is. I think it will be the Saudi Arabian Camel Botherers 1, the Wolverhampton Wandering Tangerines 2.
0: two big and, away there.
2: and highlight of the weekend, keep an eye out for it. After the game, Gary O'Neill blanks Tyndall again and goes straight for Eddie Howe and pays Tyndall no heed. That's what I'm looking forward to. Up Gary O'Neill. Little
0: shout out to uh, Loris Karius as well, who started his first Premier League game for what felt like forever last week.
1: Felt like a proud dad. What a moment. He's actually a good keeper. He's been hard done by.
3: He made some good saves, didn't he, despite conceiving four. Phil? That was a crazy, <laughs> own,
0: own, goal.
2: Of a crazy ridiculous own goal. That was a crazy goal, that first one. Gav does actually sound exactly like a proud dad. You played very well, despite for conceding four. You did well. It's well just done, part, young
3: Laureus.
0: I've got to get used to talking in that way eventually. I imagine. Well done. Well yeah. done. <laughs> oh, Tom Bailey, I'm going to throw it to you first. Nottingham Forest against Liverpool.
1: Is there the potential for this to be a sticky game?
0: for the men from Anfield?
1: There's potential. I don't think it will happen, though. Divo Origi? No, he won't play. He's fat now, isn't he? The fact that, and I don't want to draw too much attention to it, the fact that I've had to scroll to see all of our injuries is somewhat alarming to me. I think you could almost say we're in an injury crisis, TM, courtesy of Newcastle United. 3-0 Liverpool. Going bold, I think. We'll have some of our some of our Rick has just recoiled there in horror i think we'll have a, at least one or two of those injuries back for the forest game at least judging from the resting we're doing in midweek as well and forest are just pants that they, they they've nuno's not done enough to convince me of anything so three nil liverpool roll on roll on
0: i think you're being optimistic but i, I think could have walked that's, on that's good i think that's good i think over the season, you and I have alternated between our positivity about Liverpool over <laughs> different weekends. I think Liverpool will win, but I'm going nil one here. I think it will be a, you know, 60 minutes still 0-0, and looking at the bench and being, oh, what else can we do here? And I think we'll just about edge it, and it won't be pretty. What do you think, Gav?
3: I'm going to side with Tom on this one. I think. Liverpool no, no, so Gav, I-
0: surely not. <laughs> But ultimately, and all of the Liverpool fans agree it will be a win.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. I think Liverpool, like looking at the team they've got out tonight, there is a couple of their more experienced ones on the bench, maybe with the premiership in mind on Saturday. And like Tom said, maybe one or two of the injured, not many, but maybe one or two may be back in contention. So I think, unlike Tom, though, I think we will concede, but I think it will be not for us one, Liverpool three.
0: Rick Hyatt, I guess my question to you is how many assists for Anthony Langer in this one? Okay. Aha. Uh-huh.
2: Given the respective results midweek where Nottingham Forest get their bottoms <laughs> smacked in the FA Cup. You change your tune from about <laughs> <one minute ago. laughs> I had to in the build up to this prediction, shut your face. I think I think that that Kloppo, after having played a team of basically under nines, in the Carabao Cup final, will go even younger in this fixture just to prove a point. And ultimately, this will result in a Nottingham Forest-Tricky-Trees-1-Liverpool-Nil result. The listeners gasp in their seats. <gasps> he's predicted Liverpool not to win
1: yeah. again. Oh, he's never and done that before, what, has he?
3: And that's why Rich never won the, the pools, because he always lets <laughs> hatred <laughs> get in the way of reality. Which is Logic. Just
2: Small-minded pettiness, Gav. Logic and what hard gets facts. Can I just add
1: before we go on? Uh, Chelsea are currently losing one nil to Leeds in the eleventh minute. That's going to age well.
2: <laughs> yes, Forest won Liverpool nil. Just like in the uh, European Cup in nineteen seventy-eight. Or think? indeed,
0: trick. or indeed the result last year. If you I want to bring it that, up today,
2: yes.
1: Don't <laughs> <So>
0: encourage him. <laughs> but. Uh, the first okay, ever then. Super
2: Sunday on Sky as well. Teddy Sheridan. Tom is now feeling very young. <laughs>
1: Who's Teddy Sheridan? No, I know who Teddy Sheridan <laughs>
2: is. What's Super Sunday?
1: No, that's still. still who right. is
0: Richard Keys? Super <laughs> Sunday.
1: Oh, I don't want to, know, I don't want to think why about him anymore. Richard Nobody Keys. wants to know yeah. who that man is. Don't want to think about him.
0: <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, Crystal Palace. Ricky D, we'll start with you this time. Hot Totspurs. still on the three o'clock billings here, like you say, a plethora of three o'clocks. There haven't been like that many days. three
2: o'clock kickoffs since 1972, <laughs> I don't reckon. Uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Oh, uh, were the new manager? You stopped bounce? yourself then. It was just going to flow, wasn't it? It was, and then, and then you suddenly then, went. Oh, hang on, Roy that, isn't
0: at Palace anymore. No, he's
2: not. Now that Dave Nastyman Pryor has sent. Yes, yeah, so I did prematurely, that it was all my fault when you, I left last week. Yeah, you've put him prematurely in the retirement home. He's got years left. And then you got your claws into him. And poor old Roy's had to retire, thanks to you. But that means that they've got the new Austrian manager bounce. And at this point, Tom Bailey will now interject with the manager's name because I'm padding because I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Oliver Glasner. That's the fella. And Spurs have got they've they've got the Dutch lad, Mickey van der Ven. That's the one. I I still fancy Tottenham Hotspurs to win by two goals to zero goals. I thought you were just going to say what
0: I was thinking then, which is a similar sort of lines. But I think Palace will get what, on with fourteen
2: all or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Spurs will win by by two goals to one. They've they've hit a bit of dodgy form, haven't they? Really, that a lot of us said about um Angeball at the start of the season and then it's just drifted slightly. It's funny isn't it that
2: they've got they've got Madison and Son back but it's not really pushed mm. them on like you would have thought. They coped without them and this has them coming back hasn't really kicked them on like you like you would think but they're still going to win I on think Saturday. I think
0: Lassner will do well at Palace but I still think that there's quite a bit of work to do there. So I think I think Spurs will all come out 2-1 here Gav.
3: I think I'm going to side with Rick on this occasion. I think, uh, Spurs will, um, win quite comfortably. I think it will be 3-0, because I just think the, uh, Palace's form one is pretty woeful, and, uh, has not had an awful long time to get his ideas across. I think, like you say, Dave, it'll be okay in the long term, but I think Spurs will start clicking again with the return of Solomon, uh, Madison, so I'm gonna go. I don't really think Palace will trouble the scorers, and I think it'll be 3-0 to Spurs.
1: Very comfortable win clinical tom oliver glasner got a goal and an assist Who's he? out of jordan ayu he is the current crystal palace manager
2: oh i knew i'd heard his name before
1: <laughs> a goal and assist that was jordan ayu that's a miracle worker
2: he's For a that scorer reason, of great
1: goals isn't he jordan ayu i found he is he's possibly the most trivia question player ever he just exists and he's been here forever and he's been 29 since he was 12 <laughs> he's just always been there and he's never been amazing but he's never truly stunk enough to be kicked out it's going to be a closer game than people give it credit for but Spurs will come out on top 3-2
0: Ooh, what a way to end the three o'clocks with goals 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 did I say that five times who knows crazy scenes at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium going into 530 Luton Town After their hammering, they've got Aston Villa at Kenilworth Road. Rick, I'll go with you first. Are Luton going to be able to to get something against the three-flowing Villa side here? Because they're in form now.
2: This is probably the battle of everybody's second favourite teams in the Premier League at the moment. Because I think most the way Luton have been playing, they've won a lot of people around and they would like them to stay up. And Villa are just, they're this season's Brighton. In so many ways. And but, Douglas but, Louise, not
0: hipster, but not hipster. They're not quite
2: as hipster. If only Unai was here. But sadly he was on the pod on Monday. So we're missing out on him. Douglas Luiz scoring goals for fun since I sold him from my team. So that's that's always nice.
0: There was talk about him being a potential £100 million player. I heard that you. as well. That
2: uh, I don't think he will ever reach that. But he's certainly more than useful. And I think that he will be instrumental in Unai's army gaining a two goals to one victory at Kenilworth Road. I will raise you slightly. and I. Oh, there's a team. surprise. You're going to predict more goals than I predicted. <laughs>
0: Who would have thought, eh? I think this has got a 1-3 and hopefully um, he's hoping for a Watkins hat-trick, something like that. Just to just to see, in the, uh, see in the results on Saturday in front of the fire. Lovely old job, yeah? Well, I'm
3: going to go even more day prior than day prior. I'm going to go 1-4 because I think Luton Le- do score
2: no pressure on Tom and then because it's gone 1-2 1-3 1-4 I wonder what Tom's going to predict we'll find out <laughs> presently sorry Gav <laughs> carry on that's all right. I'm just
3: saying like um, Ollie Watkins is, is hit form and like um, Rick said Doug- Douglas Louise and uh, Bailey is uh, scoring so I think they will uh, they're in a rich vein to form and I think they'd be too much for the for the Mahatters so I'm going 4-1 to Villa
2: no I pressure Tom
3: talk. Bailey come on <laughs> What's it going to be?
1: I'm sorry to disappoint you. No.
0: 3-0 it, Luton. 2-0.
3: Job.
1: 2-0 to Aston Villa. It's not going to be an absolute thumping, but I think Luton is slowly running out of steam. I'm slightly worried about the impact mentally on the squad that a drubbing like City gave them on Tuesday night could have on them. Uh, they've had a really, really horrid run of, of fixtures as well as form. and They've had... In the past five games, they've had Newcastle away, they've had United at home, Liverpool away, and City at home. And the one game they could have won was that Sheffield United one, which will also hit them hard. I think Villa will just have too much. The quality will come through, and and I think 2-0 is probably a a fair enough scoreline.
0: Just had a little look into Sunday and... Quite a contrasting set of fixtures that we've got here, starting with Burnley-Bournemouth. Tom, I'm going to give you the courtesy of going first on this one. Is this going to be an absolute humdinger of a game?
1: I think they'll do their best to upstage the the following game, but whether they do is is a different matter. I think I'm going to chuck a little curveball out there and I'm going to go for a 2-1 Burnley. I'm not convinced. But then again, Burnley's form is also absolutely nowhere. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to the home advantage, they're going to do something. They're going to prove me wrong. Burnley 2, Bournemouth 1.
0: This is the type of fixture whenever there's a big game on where you go, oh, I've got to sit through and watch that first. Before Are you going to say get...
2: it? Go on, say before it. Before we get here. Go on. But Dave, Dave, how would you describe Burnley? They're crap. Okay.
0: They're absolute crap. And... It will be burnley nil, Bournemouth-1 in a not-a-classic Premier League match. Gav?
3: Well, I think this game will be second on match of the day
2: two. Uh, <laughs> out of two. I
3: don't, yeah, out of two, yeah. And I don't even think it's going to be that exciting, Dave. I think it's going to be a reverse Desmond, if there is such a thing. Double glasses, to use Tom Bade. It's nil. 0 Glasses, glasses.
0: I didn't even, I even had me working that out there. And I was like, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm, <laughs> don't worry. I, I don't know where we are myself. now. Is that
0: 3-1? <laughs>
3: As I was saying it, I was trying to work it out. Myself. Yeah, nil nil, Dave. Not one for the purists.
0: The trouble with that, well, that one, because even if you think nil nil, and it'll be stinky, Rick, you don't know if you trust either to get a clean sheet either, which is what's making me think it won't be nil nil.
2: I think it'll be first on match of the day too because I don't think the next game is going to be very exciting at all. So I think what, this is by, by far the most most interesting fixture that will end up with, with a Bournemouth-Cherries 2-0 on the road away from home victory. And the never signing for Manchester United, Solanke will probably get both of them. <laughs> he is an injury doubt, Rick.
3: Is he? 75% chance of playing, according to... Uh, OK, well, the if, if, if he's the out,
2: then I think it'll probably be 3-0. <laughs>
0: Oh, hopefully he'll be out all summer, Rick, and then you won't have to worry about him having a medical. He's not
2: happening, Dave. You can <laughs> say it every
0: flipping week, it's not happening. His um his goal scoring's dried up a little bit, hasn't it? And yeah, coincided with Bournemouth's form. To be fair,
2: yeah, but I, th- I think Bournemouth will have stacks. Burn Burnley are the team that are that do play as you've described them, and uh, it's just procession for them and Sheffield United into a return to the championship. So yeah, 2-0 Bournemouth.
0: So the Liverpool fans went first on the <laughs> Liverpool Forest game. So it's only right, Rick, that you put your um, put your thoughts in first on Manchester United visiting the Etihad. Half past three. They do have a habit of changing the kickoff times on Super Sunday. We've gone for half past three this time rather than a four o'clock or up past four. Well, the cup final was at three o'clock last week on Sunday. It's gone for half past three. Policing presumably or something to do with that
2: or they got wind of the fact that my son finishes work at four and i've got to go and collect him so that messes it's up probably
0: it's probably that it's probably that it's a
2: petty and spiteful act and i will have my revenge at some point do you want me to talk about the football match
0: you don't even have to talk about it in great detail. Just what you think will happen and move on. That's generally
1: what we bring people here to yeah. do, Rick. Just give us a score, football. Rick.
3: You don't have to go into big detail. No,
1: no, no okay. I, think, I think he should do that. I think he should go into great detail. I, yeah, I would it's really love... I, I, you three are horrible to me. Why do I
2: keep coming I, back every week?
1: I don't have much of a knowledge on, on the tiny Manchester United. So I would really love to hear some more information about <laughs> Manchester United. Please, Rick Hyatt.
2: The result of this match teeters on the fitness of Rasmus Hoyland. If he's fit, then it's it's a 1-0 away Manchester United victory. Huh. Shut up, Gavin. <laughs> See, we're in the unique scenario now, Rick, because that's what the three of us want to happen, in fairness. <laughs> I know. Welcome to my world. Yeah, if Hoyland was fit, I think it would make a hell of a difference. But it's, it's shocking the difference that not having that focal point made against Fulham on Saturday. The rest of the team was basically the same as has been playing in in recent matches, and they just lost it completely. Genuine question, Rick. What's what's the form like
0: against the bigger sides this year? Has it been all right or been up and down?
2: It's been more solid. It's not been as embarrassing as it has been in previous seasons. Previous seasons, as you well know, there have been some whoppers against the bigger bigger teams but I think United will go into this with the same mentality as as they took to, to Anfield and came away with a nil-nil victory there and I got a funny feeling that that's going to be the same sort of mentality in this one
0: that's weird isn't it that doesn't that almost feels like a different season now
2: it could me. be that the two points dropping those two points could cost Liverpool the league in which case that would make make me happy but that would be a positive to come from that. But what's go- what's going to happen on Sunday? Rich? On Sunday, on Sunday, I'm going to be less happy, and because... I think yeah, I think if Hoyland was fit, I do think United have a genuine counter-attacking chance. Mm-hmm. But I think they're yeah. going to go there with the same mentality, and City will be spent from the weekend, and it will be a nil-nil draw. I mean, to be fair, that that's probably higher on the list of, of of probable
0: outcomes actually as we've seen with these games Do you know what
2: i've done there i've actually taken the best that i can genuinely think that united can get out of that and styled it out in a manner that <laughs> it actually almost sounds convincing yes nil nil i believe it
0: mm, i keep favoring united recently on these pods and then every so often they'll just bam they will let you down and be like why why were you so confident so And because I want City to drop points. um, uh, um, Insert noises here as Dave makes his mind up. 2-1 Manchester City. Tom?
2: This could get ugly. If Harlan's playing, it certainly will be ugly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't care. No. No. What do we have to say about City?
0: Like he's going to listen to this. (laughs)
1: That's true. It's Just send Roy curious. around
0: if he does. i will be all right.
1: Hoyland won't play, which will be a big miss for United because he's actually been pretty damn good this year. The lack of Luke Shaw is also a concern, um, as it means they'll have to play... Well, in the, the United game tonight, they are playing Norden Amrabat. No, Zofian Amrabat. They're not playing Norden, which is going to go as well as me playing at left-back.
2: He did all uh, right. He d- he, d- he has done that before. He did it against Crystal Palace earlier in the season and did okay. So I think it's just, it's a hope more than expectation. Selection. It would either
1: be him playing or Lindelof, who was also not particularly good. I
2: think the Lindelof thing's spent. I don't think they'll do that again.
1: I'm just not convinced by the, the depth that United have got when you see City can just bring off Jeremy Doku in a FA Cup game and just be fine. 3-0 City, and that sucks to say. This is the one time i want united to do well
0: gav cheating final thoughts on that
2: i think um behave yourself gav no i, I will I, sorry I think...
0: sorry hang on a minute tom did you give a scoreline then
2: yeah yeah
1: city are that boring you just tuned out when you hear city and that's it you've got no <laughs> I, idea i
0: absolutely did <laughs> sorry gav
1: i,
3: I th- like like the three of us. we all obviously want united to get a result but i just can't see it on um, current form and city's good home form, so I'm going to go. That's why it'll happen, Gav.
2: That's why it'll happen because no one can see it. Go on, Gav. What, give me some numbers. Go on. I, I have 2 0 to Man City. No, oh, you
3: Sorry, Rick.
0: There is another game, and we've got Monday Night Football again. And, oh, dear me. I mean, it's got to be show United
2: nil Arsenal five, isn't it? I've got. A f- I've got... <laughs> I'm surprised you've restrained yourself to that.
0: I mean, Double to be digits. fair, the fixtures
2: are pointing. <laughs> this could be anything. This could be anything. You're getting a reputation, Dave Pryor. You little gooner.
0: Oh, can I say? Yeah, bugger it. Five nil Arsenal.
2: So, so, so non-Arsenal supporting day prior, your last three Arsenal scorelines have been a five, a four, and a five. But you've you've got no love for the arse. The thing is, he's got them right. That's the per- the scary. That's the more annoying. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I want to be right in this situation. Oh, what? But... So what you're saying is that your supreme soccer knowledge is what's led you to that. You can't help being a soothsayer. <laughs>
0: Do you want this? These used to be the kind of games where Arsenal would fold and stink. They'd go to these places like Sheffield United, who have no form whatsoever, and they'd just they'd grind it out, or they'd or they'd be bullied. Whereas they just they're just going to glide past Sheffield United. And I've got to stop purring, but it will be five.
2: Rick Hyatt. Everything says that you should actually be right on this. And I think that you'll be nearly right. I think it would be uh, 4-0 to the Lego-haired men.
0: To be fair, without looking at the the odds for this game, I would imagine that a 5-0 Arsenal is a a more likely outcome than a 1-0 Sheffield United win.
2: Or a 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah. I bet you it's it's shorter odds than you would normally expect. But I'm going for 4.
0: Gav, any advances on 4 or 5? No,
2: I'm going to agree with Rick
3: and I, this is a score I had in my head before you come to me and I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to go 4-0 to Arsenal again.
0: We, we normally end on stinky results. So, Tom Bailey, are you going to go for a big scoreline here as well for Monday Night
1: Football? The only reason I'm not saying it's going to be a big scoreline is because it's Monday Night Football. There has not been a single good Monday Night Football game this season that I can part, think of.
0: Part, of apart from there.
1: West Ham 4, Brentford 2 on, on, on Monday. Yeah, but no one cares about them. <laughs>
3: And and Ava Lee overall next Monday.
1: Which will also be absolutely incredible, I I may add. You can listen to that on 3Valets.com. don't com. watch. Even don't if it's watch, not incredible, it,
2: it will sound incredible. Exactly.
1: exactly. With myself and, and George Marshall James pulling double duty. What a man. Back to Sheffield United-Arsenal. Arsenal will win. And if they don't, it will be hilarious. And they will not win the Premier League. It is as simple as that. So I am going to say a... 2-1
2: Arsenal. Ooh. Longer odds than Dave Price 5-0, as we established just moments ago. Indeed. Can I let you in on a secret, Tom? A little secret.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Arsenal aren't going to win the league. That's true, they aren't. Just a, just mm. a heads up for you now. Two well, horse I mean, too race. Fair.
1: We know No, no, it's a one horse race. It's just a case of how close we get.
2: It's just another one to take off when the charges kick in. So nobody cares. It's boring. Ah, the so I, don't, I
0: don't know if if it is is it did i hear it's from like 2009 just to 2018 or something so that's when that's that... when the
2: offenses occurred but then again it has a knock-on effect because they're currently oh, okay. benefiting from those offenses so could be a long one what way to finish
0: <laughs> and i think we've had a bit of a long one tonight haven't we i feel like i've been sat in my kitchen for a the last couple of hours but boys i've enjoyed it just leaves me to say gaff cheetham thank you very much for being our additional guest this week hope to have you on again soon sir thank you enjoyed it thanks everyone tom bailey thank you very much as per thank you very much as ever ricky d great work sir and uh, we'll speak again soon i'm sure
2: we we certainly will i'd like to thank Gav for allowing me to be on his podcast this week thank you very much gaff <laughs> very much appreciated <laughs>
0: We're all you off welcome. to see Liverpool go through in the next round. It's a good night for myself, Dave Pryor, because you have been listening to football. Bloody hell.